So it'll be a big week for us here. Uh, today we got a padded practice, and tomorrow we'll practice against the Jets, and then we'll have our normal Friday. So big week ahead, uh, focused on today, and should have a good practice out there. What have you learned so far about this team from when you started to where we are now? Well, they just keep getting better every day. Um, they got a good mindset. They come in, they work hard. Uh, they do what's asked of them. Uh, spend extra time and uh, taking care of things that they need to take care of. It's been a good group to work with. Ryan, you put two guys in the reserve publicist, but not Chef. Where does he stand? Can he be back sooner than Yeah, he'll be back today. Yep. yep. Maybe, when you mean by back today? Practice. Doing just individual drills and stuff? Or you uh, actually yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of ramp them up. We'll ramp them up, and just like we did when the other guys, um, you know, come back. But uh, he's done a good job in his rehab, and uh, be good to have him out there. You have a general philosophy of quarterbacks playing in the preseason for your starting quarterback. A lot of coaches do it differently. Yeah. You have any on no, just off of my experience of, of this year, I think you got to do what's best for for your guys. And I thought, you know, the first game. You know, getting Daniel some work, and then the second game was was good for him, was good for our entire offense. And uh, then we'll see how it goes for for this third game. But I think it probably depends on you know where you're at in terms of your offensive insulation, how many years you've been together. Um, probably a lot of other factors. Do you do you know how you're going to use them on Saturday or Sunday? No, I think look, we got two good days here ahead of us in pads. Then we got our Friday, and we'll we'll make that decision later in the week rather than earlier. Brian, it seems that uh, Saquon is carrying something of a, a defiant mentality into this season. How much do you think that approach will serve him well in what he's trying to accomplish? Um, I don't know. Uh, I think that's probably a good question for him. I just know that I've said this before. He's since spring and, and summer, he's done everything we've asked of him. He's been really a pleasure to coach. Um, you know, he's had a, a good mindset. He's learned our stuff. He's played hard. He's ran hard. You know, what, what's in his head or what he's thinking, I think, is better off for him. I just know he's done a really good job for us, um, really, since we've been here. Is there something you've learned about him that you didn't know when you got this job? He's ultra competitive. Yeah, he's very, very competitive. Uh, not just on the field, just really with anything. I mean, uh, and you like to see that with your players. Um, you know, I wasn't around him physically. You, you scout him coming out of the draft. He was a pretty talented player. But you know all those things have shown up out here. But his talent, his his competitiveness, has stood out. How much as a coach do you care or monitor how what guys do use as motivation? Well, I think you you try to learn your players the best you can uh, to motivate them. And sometimes you know players can motivate themselves in certain different ways. And I think that's good. I mean, each player is different. Um, what motivates you might be different than what motivates me. So I kind of let those guys be them, and uh, you know, if something is something's on their mind, and that's motivating them. Then, great. Food. Did you talk we got the same food for me. Yeah. Well, you all over it. No doubt about it. Okay. Uh, you've talked all summer about how you know it's an evaluation process, sure. and you've been watching the guys and how they perform. When you get into this stretch here now with the joint practice and then the preseason finale, do you? Send a message to the team that you want to see things ramped up a little bit. How do you approach really what has become sure. you know, the final stretch here? Yeah, I, I think we always want to ramp things up. We always want to be urgent in what we do uh, from the meeting rooms to the practice field. I don't think you can go up and down with that. I think you have to have a, a high sense of urgency in this league. Uh, do you, you sit there and talk about what's upcoming in a week? 
um, you know, I, I just shoot it to them straight. You know, there's started out with 90, now you're down to 80, and it's going to go to 53 pretty soon. And, you know, unfortunately, the, the world we live in, there are 600 or 700 guys that will be working out on Tuesdays trying to get on to another team and another 400 or 500, whatever it is, for the practice squad with 16. So I think the more you start thinking about that, the less you uh, do when you have a chance to do it, which is right now, today, the practice. We all know it's an evaluation period for all of us. Um, I think you just concentrate on doing your job the best you can, and uh, then you can live with the results. You talked a lot about uh, finding what Daniel's comfortable with. Is, yeah. Is RPOs safe to say fits in that? Why is he, why is he effective with those? Um, I'd say RPOs are, are something that he's comfortable with. I think he's comfortable with you know, a lot of stuff that we've done on offense. Um, most quarterbacks are drop back, play action, RPOs now since it's, it's come up through the college game. Um, we're still working on all the stuff that we got to put together, but it's definitely an element. You know, there's different ways to run RPOs. There's, you can read a defense lineman, you can read a linebacker, you can read a safety. You, can, uh, you know, there's it's usually a one-man type of read um, to help you make a quick decision. It's still not easy because you have to make it in that split seconds, like running a zone read. Like, why didn't he keep it? Well, I mean, the guy's right there. You make a split. It's like making a read on a, on a coverage. Um, he's done a good job with all the stuff we asked him to do. RPOs is one of them. How is Graham and are you going to bring in a place Um He's making progress. We still could, but if he's ready to go towards the end of the week, we, we probably won't, obviously. How about the other offensive linemen? Yep. Felice will be doing something out here. Uh, Jamil will be doing something out here. We're getting more healthy. Um, I think the trainers have done a good job with our guys. I'd say there's more people coming out. Hopefully by the end of the week we'll we'll have even a little bit more. Does he go in that mix or is he yeah. later as well? No, uh, hopefully he'll do we'll see where he's at today. Yep. What do you think of Daniel? Like he's had a couple of practices where, you know, it's a little uneven. Right? <laughs> but, but in the games he's, he's looked pretty good. Does that mean anything to you? Yeah, because the games matter the most. Um, again, again, we're we're trying to script and do a lot of different things in practice. Um, again, you'd like to have a perfect practice every time you step out there. But the great thing about practice is it doesn't count. Um, it counts if you learn from it. And he's done a good job of you know getting a lot of different looks, going back in the meeting rooms, talking with the receivers, talking with the coaches, talking with Kafka, talking about the protections. That's why you practice. You try to make practice harder than it is in a game as a coaching staff, the best you can. Whether you situations, different looks, blitzes, same thing with motions and shifts. I mean, you, you do things, you kind of map things out to try to put pressure on as many players and coaches as you can. Um, and that's what we try to do. I'm, I'm not saying everybody tries to do it. That's what we try to do. And I think, you know, he's he's done a good job of learning from it and then applying it in games. Brian, just to get back to Chef real fast. Yeah. Um, do you expect him to do team drills tomorrow or, and, and maybe play Sunday? Or are you, is yeah. this more? I think we'll just ramp it up. We'll take it day by day, see where he's at after today with some of the stuff that we ask him to do. Um, but he's he's rehabbed well. He's, you know, He's done a good job, so it'll be good to get him back out here. He's a good player for us. We're excited to see him in your offense and what he can potentially Shep? do with his – Yes. Shep. Yeah, yeah, no, he's, he's been a good player. Um, I think he can do a wide variety of things. He's a good route runner. He's got quickness. 
intelligence, knows, can read zone, read man, understand coverages, has a lot of experience, um, play multiple roles. So I'm excited to, to get out here and work with him. How do you see him fit there? I know you say multiple roles, but uh, you do have a bunch of inside guys. Like you want to use him on the outside? Do you view him as primarily a guy who, who's a slot guy? I mean, that's where he's had probably his most yeah. success. I think he really can play any spot we need him to play, watching him on tape. I mean, he's, he's been productive inside. He can run stuff outside. Uh, he's got an ability to create separation, um, which helps quarterback. So. Again, he's a veteran that's played some football, has good rapport with Daniel, so it'll be good to just throw him in a mix. And you know, I told him he's going to have to learn a lot of spots. Learn a lot of spots. Learn a lot of spots. Yeah. As the sport has evolved over the years, the, the emphasis on the quarterback position has, yeah. has obviously grown exponentially. Is it possible today to build an offense around a very good or great running back, or is that not a reasonable scenario? No, I think your job as a coach is to figure out who your best players are and then build it to those strengths. Um, again, the game, as, as you just mentioned, has, has changed dramatically even from 2000 when my first year is to now it's, it's evolved, um, not just at the NFL level, but at the high school level to the college level. So it's, it's a kind of a changing dynamic of what it used to be with the big shoulder pads and big fullbacks and wadded up formations to spread out. But, Again, I think you try to take your best players and utilize them the best way you can, whatever that is, whether it's around a running back, around receivers, around a tight end. I think that's what you're charged with as a coach. Brian, two, two in, more. In regards to making your final cuts, do you know by now in your mind you have a pretty good idea who's on this team, or is it in your mind still wide open? I got a lot of questions that need to be answered. Yeah, no, I think it's, you know, are there certain players that you, you know are going to be on the team? Sure, but I think a lot of the other spots, if you will, I'm not giving you specific spots. Yeah, there's certainly a lot of competition out here that we're interested to see here this next week um, with our guys. What's your view on guys who are like primarily special teamers? Like when you're making the roster, sure. does the sixth receiver have to be better receiver than the seventh guy or better special team? You know what I mean? Or just I, I, no, I do. That's a great question. It's a case-by-case -case basis. Um, but it's certainly talked about quite a bit. Uh, obviously, if you can have a, a player that contributes on offense or defense that contributes in the kicking game, I mean, that's that's on the bottom, that maybe not, not, not the first or second guy. That goes a long way to, to developing some depth and, and give you more, you know, you can only take certain amounts of the game too. So if the sixth receiver or the fourth receiver or the sixth deep, whatever it may be, if they're a good contributors in the kicking game, I think that goes a long way. Okay. Last one. When you have a guy like Shep who's, who's dealt with some of the injuries that, that he has, does he have to change the way that he plays at all to, to maybe get back what he lost with the injury? Or when you look at him, do you see him as a guy who's 100% back and he hasn't lost anything? Yeah, I mean, until we're out here running around, I, I just, when these guys come back from injury, when, when Ronnie and those guys say they're ready to go, I think we have a good plan to try to ramp them up and then you just let them play. Um, you know, I've coached guys that have been hurt before and come back from injury and I think the more they think about it, the worse it is. Just go out there and, you know, if we think you're ready and you think you're ready, then let's go play. Um, but again, there's a ramp up period that goes along with it to, to get them in the right mental frame and, and physical skill set too.